Hornet Heaven. Soap. Written by Ollie Wickham, read by Colin Mace. Earth Year, 1996. Part 3. George leaves Arthur in the allotments in his new happy place and goes back to the main part of Hornet Heaven. He goes to the bar in the supporters' club headquarters. George sees Henry Grover there. No, I'm afraid I can't feel the love tonight, Elton, old sausage. Not while Jack Petchy owns the club. It's enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very worst. The father of the club is slumped in a chair, mumbling to himself. We need you back, Elty, old thing. I'm worried about Graham Taylor. I used to think he was a god, but one win in his first ten games when he arrived back simply isn't the management record of a supreme being. Shut up, Grover. I've had enough of your despair. Henry is with Freddie Sargent. Freddie was always a cantankerous character when he was the club's best player. Watford's latest relegation hasn't improved his temper. We need to get rid of Graham Taylor. He's lost the plot. Hearing a phrase like that, George wonders if Freddie has been thinking about GT as a scriptwriter too. What we need is someone to come into the club and make good things happen just like the alderman did when he took over as chairman at the start of the century. George briefly wonders if it was the alderman, Ralph Thorpe, who was writing Watford's scripts when he took the club into the Football League in 1920. Then George goes over and joins Henry and Freddy. Henry? Freddy? How do? Right, George. Henry and I are talking about the current mess at the club. What do you think? Is there someone from your era who's still in the land of the living and could go back to the club and sort it out? Who was it who made things happen in your playing days? George has never previously considered who wrote the script for the 1959-60 promotion side, but he can answer straight away. Cliff Horton, man, the big fella. Officially, he was only captain, but he was manager in all but name. Henry... Hears Cliff Holton's name and sits up. He says, Goodness, old thing. The big fellow was an absolute titan for us. How old would he be now, down on earth? Still young enough for us to hope he might join the club's board and set out a new path for us? Definitely, man. He's only three or four years older than me. He'd be sixty-six or sixty-seven now. In that case, the club definitely needs to get him back. George briefly wonders whether getting Cliff Holton back to the club might be part of a Graham Taylor script. He isn't sure, but the conversation has definitely got him wanting to go and watch the big fella's script for the 1959-60 season again. So he leaves Henry and Freddie to their angst. The circle of life, Freddy. It's so true, old thing. From the lower divisions, 
back to the lower divisions. From the lower divisions, back to the lower divisions. Over the next nine days, George revisits the 1959-60 promotion season. He goes to five games a day. The final game is at home to Walsall in front of a huge crowd that's ready to celebrate the promotion Watford clinched in the previous game at Workington. George watches himself, making his 41st appearance of the campaign and his old friend Cliff Holton scoring his 42nd league goal. Cliff had been a giant presence all season, leading from the front. The team clearly love him and the supporters adore him. The fans shout louder whenever it looks like he might get the ball and the roar when he thumps home a penalty is tremendous. At the final whistle, the crowd invades the pitch. They gather in front of the main stand and chant, We want Cliff! We want Cliff! George smiles. It's a wonderful moment, but it also confirms the theory. It's just like at an opening night at the theatre when the audience calls for the writer to come and take a bow. The 20,000 Watford fans at this game are in no doubt that the big fella wrote the script for the 1959-60 season. George returns through the ancient turnstile, but as soon as he arrives on Occupation Road, he senses something has changed. He looks up the slope towards the Red Lion. At first he can't work out what's happened. Some people look thrilled. Others are burying their faces in other people's shoulders. There's been some news. But what? It's clear people are in shock. A middle-aged man is gabbling excitedly, but an older woman is sobbing. George sees the young boy from the programme hut, Derek Garston. He asks Derek what's going on. Derek tells him that someone significant has arrived in Hornet Heaven today the 30th of May 1996. Derek says the name. George feels it like a blast wave. Oh, Norman. It can't be. He's not ready for this. Can any Watford fan be ready for this? Not him, man. Not dead. Derek points down the slope. George turns and looks. Through a sudden tide of tears, George sees a tall, imposing presence coming towards him. He sees an old friend. The most loved and most admired forward in Watford's history is no longer alive. A man with such magnetism that when he left, Watford fans followed him to his next club. He's no longer alive. The man who wrote one of Watford's best and most loved scripts is no longer alive. Cliff Holton, the big fella, has arrived in Hornet Heaven. The sight takes George's legs from under him. The big fella moves forward and catches him. End of part three. The story will continue in part four of Soap. Soap.